Let's get ready to study God's Word. Greetings to one and all. Welcome to another episode of Rightly Divide the Word of Truth. This is Andrew S. Baker, and it's time for another devotional study. Please be sure to visit our webpage, biblestudy.asbzone.com, where you can find links to various Bible study resources and all our previous episodes. Let's have a word of prayer before we get into this study. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you, Lord, for your mercy. We want to thank you for the way in which you have dealt with us in the past and continue to deal with us. Thank you for the many blessings we receive at your hands. And we ask you to please be with us now as we get into this study, get into this devotional. Help us to understand what it is that we're reading and help us to be able to apply this. There are significant things that are found here and we want to apply them correctly. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Our devotional study is entitled, The Prayer of Jabez. The Prayer of Jabez. And it's found in 1 Chronicles 4, 9 and 10. And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bear him with sorrow. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, O that thou wouldest bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, and that thine hand might be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. Okay. This is a very interesting passage, and I say that a lot, but I really mean it. This passage, two verses in the midst of the genealogies written by Ezra. So the Chronicles are written after the time of Babylonian captivity. And we understand that they are written by Ezra. And in the midst of the the lineage of Judah being recounted here, we suddenly leap into these two verses in the just in the middle of everything. Okay. I'll go from the beginning just so we get a sense of this. 1 Chronicles 4.1 The sons of Judah, Phares, Hezron, Carmi, and Hur, and Shobal. And Reiah, the son of Shobal, begat Jahath, and Jahath begat Ahumei, and Lahad. These are the families of the Zorathites. It keeps on going for some verses. We're going to get to the verse just before ours. In verse 7, it says, And the sons of Helah were Zereth and Jazor and Ethnen. And Kaz begat Enub and Zobiba and the families of Arhel, the son of Haram. And then we get to, And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. For whatever reason, this genealogy is broken up by these, this introduction of Jabez. And in fact, 
among the various commentators, there is not a whole lot of, of agreement on what happened here. You're going through the line of Judah, and then verse 8 introduces Kaz, who isn't mentioned previously, but seems like could be tied to verse 7. And then in verse 9, it says, and Jabez. And Jabez isn't mentioned anywhere. His father isn't mentioned, nor are his sons mentioned. So Jabez is inserted here in two verses that say a lot about him that don't give us an anchor to exactly who he is other than that we can somewhat safely conclude that he's a descendant of Judah. And like I said, the commentators are very mixed on what has happened here. But what is said about him, his story, as encapsulated in these two verses, is actually pretty profound. Exactly who he was and exactly who came from him, whose descendants are, is not clear. But the fact that something significant is mentioned about him relative to the Lord God of Israel is important for us to focus on. Jabez is known for the prayer of Jabez, which is captured in verse 10. So let's dig a little bit into these two verses. And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. So we know that Jabez has brethren, the count of which we do not know. And we know that he is deemed more honorable than these brethren. We're not told exactly in which way he's more honorable, but we're going to conclude that it has something to do with his relationship with God, only because that's what dominates the next verse. Okay, so Jabez was more honorable than his brethren, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bear him with sorrow. This is one of those times in the Bible where information is given kind of out of sequence. If you're, if you're writing a story, it's entirely appropriate. This is certainly a valid option. You can state something and then state why that thing is that way. And that's what's happened here. Jabez is more honorable than his brethren. Then it indicates, why does he have that name? Because that name means sorrow. So the way that the, that the sequence is here, imagine, you know, we're reading names that we don't know the meanings of. And so if you don't recognize what that meaning is, then the explanation seems out of place. But imagine if you read it, understanding the language, you would have read, and Sorrow was more honorable than his brethren. And his mother called his name Sorrow, saying, I bear him with sorrow. So now you understand why the statement is made about his character that is positive. But if his character is positive, why does he have a name like that? Then it explains how he got that name. His mother bore him with sorrow. Again, not a whole lot of details about how. Was it a painful pregnancy? Was, did she lose something? His father's not mentioned. 
Did she lose something along the way that she felt like she had to mention that? Um, that's not clear. What's clear is that he turns out to be more honorable than his brethren, even though he has a name that does not indicate honor. It indicates grief. I bear him with sorrow. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast. Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed. What's really nice about this is the way the language, the way the language is written. In English, it turns to bless me indeed. But the way it's written in the Hebrew, it's, oh, bless, bless, really bless me. In blessing thou shalt bless. It is the same kind of construct that's used in Genesis 1, where, that, where it's translated, thou shalt surely die, where in the Hebrew it would be rendered more accurately as dying thou shalt die. Here he's saying, blessing, I want to be blessed, blessing thou shalt bless. Right? This is not a one-time blessing. In the English, you don't see that. But in the Hebrew, he's essentially saying, Oh, that thou wouldest continually bless me. Oh, that you would keep on blessing me. Right? So the emphasis is bless me indeed, really, really bless me. But the way the language could be rendered legitimately is... Oh, that thou wouldest bless me continuously and enlarge my coast, right? My territory. Um, the interesting thing about enlarging your coast, it also implies an enlarging of responsibilities, not just attainments. Okay. So it's not just, oh, that you would give me more stuff. It's, oh, that you would increase my responsibility, right? My reward and my responsibility should increase proportionately. And that thy hand might be with me, which goes back to what we were saying before. The blessing is intended to be continuous. Therefore, God's presence needs to be continuous. A lot of times when we read this, oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed and enlarge my coast, we think of I'd love, you know, we think of the, the three wishes scenario. We think of asking for a windfall. We think of Jabez requesting stuff. Oh, that you'd give me a ton of stuff. And then God would give him this ton of stuff. And then he'd, you know, be on his way dealing with his ton of stuff. But that's not what he's asking. He's asking that the Lord would bless him continuously and enlarge both his, his, um, his territory and his responsibility. And that in all that, God's hand would be with him. I know it says might be with me, but in the old English, that might is very much a will be with me but from the position of not being able to command it, right? Oh, that thy hand might be with me. 
he's requesting, right? So he's not going to say, oh, that thy hand will be with me. While that's a valid construct today, I need you to come with me and, and I'm, I wish you that you will come with me. I hope that you will come with me. I'm requesting that you will come with me. The old English construct allowed for might as a request form of that. Whereas today, might would seem more wishy-washy as an option. So subtle nuance of language. But again, oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed, right? continuously bless me, and enlarge my coast, both my territory and responsibility, and that thine hand might be with me, please be with me in all of this, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. Now, a lot of times when we read this, or when we talk about this, we read, keep me from evil, but it's as though we hear, keep evil from me. It's important. We ask, I pray all the time for protection. I don't want bad stuff happening to me or to my family or to my friends, right? Or to people in general, but in the order that I stated, that's how I tend to pray about it. Me, my family, my friends, and, and the world at large. We want um, bad things to be kept away from us, okay? Even in the Lord's Prayer, Jesus tells us to pray and deliver us from evil, okay? Although <laughs> being delivered from evil is slightly different from being protected from evil um, in that if you're protected from evil, you might not even, you might not even get exposed to it. For instance, um, would you be happier with your bodyguards if they protected you from bad things happening or delivered you from bad things happening? You, right? In, in today's language, it looks like you'd be getting into trouble and they'd be rescuing you safe, you know, effectively as opposed to preventing trouble from happening. But again, these are, these are somewhat nuances of language. What's most important here is that Jabez is asking the Lord to keep him from falling into evil, not as much focus as him being protected from bad stuff happening. He is more concerned about the grief that would come from sinning, and this hints at why he's more honorable than his brethren. Nothing negative is said about his brethren. All that we know is that he's more honorable. And look at what he's asking for. I would like continual blessing from you. And I would like increased responsibility and, and territory. Enlarge my coast. Notice that that and seems to imply that the initial blessing he's requesting is not strictly material, right? I'd like you to bless me continuously and enlarge my coast and be with me. Don't just bless me and leave. Please be with me, that thine hand might be with me, the strength of the Lord, right? The arm of the Lord. That thy hand might be with me, guiding me, and that thou wouldest keep me, protect me, 
from falling into evil, from evil. Keep me from evil. Help me not to go astray. Help me not to turn out of the way. That sin, right, that evil won't grieve me. That I will not find myself in the position where I'm grieving because of what I've done. This is the prayer of Jabez. And the Bible tells us, and God granted him that which he requested. And that's it. That's all. That's the whole Jabez, the introduction to Jabez and his prayer. There it is, all at once. But what does it teach us? That his prayer was not primarily about getting stuff. His prayer was about being abiding with God. His prayer was about attaining both things and responsibility proportionately. His prayer was that he be kept from sinning, which is more abiding. So there's a lot of abiding language here. And the Bible tells us that Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. Whatever happened that caused him to be named sorrow, surely by the end of all of this, his reputation no longer matched his name. And it's interesting that he did not ask for his name to be changed. And it's interesting that God does not give us the details about that, how this request was granted. We don't, we don't know what his territory was before. We don't know how it was enlarged. We don't know in what ways he was specifically kept from evil. But we can look at this and we can see the principles, absent the details of how it was manifest, we can see the principles and understand more closely what a powerful prayer looks like. Because here in the midst of this recounting of genealogies, we have a man who is named, he has a legacy that implies some pain and suffering. He is, we're told that he's more honorable. And the one example of his honor is that he prays for God to be with him continuously and that he not sin, that God keep him from falling and that he would enlarge his scope, his responsibility, his attainments, everything proportionately. And God granted him that which he requested. May we consider this, two verses, lots of stuff to look at, but just two verses. May we consider pursuing the same kind of approach that Jabez did. Let's not just look for stuff. Let's not look for God to bail us out of the situations we find ourselves in and then we're off again on our own. Let us endeavor to be with God, to have God be with us, that God's hand would be with us, that he would keep us from falling, that he would bless us continuously by being in our presence and by us being in his presence.
because we're told that God granted him that which he requested. Let's close with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this prayer of Jabez that is inserted here in the middle of this genealogy. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to dissect it just a little bit. Help us to evaluate this prayer and understand the elements of this prayer that are so significant in that they put the focus on an abiding relationship with you and they put the focus on us having a sphere of influence that will lead others to Christ. We pray that the prayer of Jabez will be ours, that we will rightly understand it, and that everything that we say or do will be done to your name's honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. Remember, you can find Rightly Divide the Word of Truth on Pandora, Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you normally obtain your podcasts. And be sure to check out the True Wisdom podcast, which I co-host with my brother. Please feel free to contact us via email at BibleQuestions at ASBZone.com. Whether you have questions, comments, suggestions, or concerns, we look forward to hearing from you. If you're being blessed by these podcast channels, please take the time to share them with others. We also ask that you keep us in your prayers. Until we meet again next time, may God richly bless you as you prayerfully study His Word.